Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. All right, welcome to it. Happy Friday, everybody. We got uh, Orlando sitting in for Stink, who is off today down in Louisiana, Baton Rouge, watching his uh, son's baseball team take on LSU. So Orlando Franklin sitting in as we uh, kick off listening to ESPN's Tim Legler talk about how much he loves those nuggets. Just give Denver their love. I mean, that's the deepest team People in the West. People don't want to do it. I don't know why that is. I, I guess it's just because they don't, their star player doesn't, isn't a guy that wows you other than with his skill. Every I think night. it's that. I think people just want to push back on Jokic. I think that's really what it is. But if you watch their team and you look at that starting lineup and how good Aaron Gordon has become for them, and Jamal Murray's back basically physically, Michael Porter Jr.'s key, Denver's been the best. Well, They've been the best. They've got a five-game lead over Memphis here at the All-Star break. And when I say All-Star break, uh, we're, we're well past the halfway mark. So once the Nuggets come back, oh, it's going to be a sprint to the finish line as you're looking at, what, 59, 23 games left in the season. Should the focus for the Nuggets be at any cost to try to get the number one overall seed? home court throughout the NBA playoffs. Should that be the focus? Or hey, they're going to win the West so should it be about resting guys, making sure everybody's healthy and and, and rested and fit and ready to go and if it ends up costing you the best record in the NBA, so be it. Yeah, so I don't think it should be about winning winning uh, the West and resting guys and hey, sprinting and, and this, just and that. I, should, I think it should be about confidence. Confidence, making sure that Jamal Murray is at the the most confident level that he could possibly be at the end of the season. That he's ready to go out there, and if it takes thirty five minutes a night, uh, every other day, because you know you get a lot of rest in the postseason, he could do it. And there's no thought process. I think that it has to be confidence. Where like Aaron Gordon, yes, I know what he has become. But he needs to continue to carry that over and now be ready for the postseason as well. Michael Porter Jr., exactly defining his role and making sure that he's completely confident in that role. KCP, we know what he brings. We know as, as a perimeter defender and, you know, the fact that he can knock down the three. But I, I think it's all about confidence in, in going into the postseason for them and knowing that we can change our style of play each and every night. And, and I think that the whole entire season already to this point has been about that for Nicole. Like Jokic, Mike, where he's, you know, had games where he's deferring and passing the ball more and trying to get Jamal Murray involved more, trying to get Michael Porter Jr. involved more. But at the end of this thing, know exactly what your identity is going into the postseason. So for me, it's all about confidence over the next 23 games. The beauty of where the Nugget situation is, they're going to be able to accomplish both, honestly, because the way the NBA is, it's a league-wide thing. No team is going to be going hell-bent for the best record. Yeah. They're going to err on the side of resting guys. So the Nuggets should be in a position where 
they can still do both, still rest guys, and still be in position. Now, I think it'll really just kind of come down maybe to those last couple of games, that last week of the season. You look around, you're like, okay, hey, we're, we're right there. We've, we've got the inside track to gain the best record in the NBA. Let's get it. Yeah. But the good news is there's a group think that goes around the NBA right now. No team is going to be going uh, hell-bent for election to try to, to, to get the best record either in their conference or the league. Second down. Broncos coaching staff. Man, it's taking its time. But then again, the head coach search took some time. Defensive coordinator position. We wait. We know Rex Ryan wants the job. Uh, He'll take it if it's offered to him. But in the meantime, Sean Payton doing his due diligence. Going to welcome in Vance Joseph today. Going to interview at UC Health Training Center. Oh, make your case for Vance Joseph. Why should Vance Joseph... Joseph, be the Broncos defense coordinator. I can't make a case. Oh, you can't. I cannot. You cannot make a case. Uh, one of the worst sco- uh, defenses last year in the league as far as points per game, at a, a little bit over twenty six. Can't really make a case now. I don't. I don't know Arizona's situation if they had injuries or anything like that. But that's bad, bad defense right there. So for me, I, I really can't make a, a case unless he has a this relationship with Sean Payton that we don't know about, and they possibly could work really well together and their philosophies match up. I, I really can't make a case, especially when. Rex Ryan is out there, yeah. and, and we're hearing that he will take the job. And, and well, we know he'll take the job. He wouldn't have interviewed. He, he could be comfortable in that office. The, the AC blows at 72, right, each and every day. Uh, it's not long, grueling hours. But obviously for him to say, hey, you know what, I'll take this interview. He wants to get back into this thing. So for me, Mike, I really can't make a case when Rex Ryan's name's also associated with it. Mike Westhoff could be your special teams coordinator. We went from having one of the youngest staffs in the NFL last year. Is there is there a concern that there's too much of a correction the other way and we could have too old of a staff? Mm, I, I really don't care how young you are, how old you are, how experienced are you. That's what is the difference. I, I watched that San Francisco 49ers staff last year. My father-in-law being the oldest person on it. How old is he? Uh, 73. Bobby Turner, okay. 73 Great years Bobby old. Turner, yeah. But you have a lot of other guys, right? Young guys. D'Amico just got the job, right? D'Amico's super young, right? Bobby Sloy, uh, um now just went to Houston with, with D'Amico. Very young guy. Mike McDaniels, right? We saw Sala leave there. So I've seen young guys, but I've also seen the older guys, right? Johnny Holland's on that coaching staff. He's in his uh, late 50s or early 60s. For me, it's all about experience. And when you have these coaches, I know my father-in-law is big on cut-ups, right? Hey, he has cut-ups from many, many years ago. Back in the day, uh, TD, Landis Gary, right? Mike Bell, all these guys where he'll show these cut-ups. But then you have other coaches that are about doing it, right? They want to get out there and hold the bag. We watch Vrabel do it. really doesn't matter to me. It's all really about experience. And does that person know what he's talking about? Third down. Got the avalanche with a, another one of those dreaded back-to-backs. But this one, at least, you get the road game, then the home game. They play tomorrow afternoon at St. Louis and then come back home on Sunday to take on Connor McDavid and Edmonton. Mm. And you think you'll be at that game? Yes, I'll be at that game. You'll with, be at that with, uh, with Oilers game. Yeah. St. Louis. Are you a Ryan O'Reilly fan? Yes. I, I planted my flag a couple months ago. Go get Ryan O'Reilly. Bring oh, him back. 
let bygones be bygones. Have I ever told you my O'Reilly story? Well, I love stories. Oh, man. So I, I think it would have been like 2012. We're all out. We're, we're hanging out. We're having a couple couple drinks, um, a couple adult beverages. Sure. Oh, it was after the abs had just won a game, right? And so we, we went to the bar, Crimson and Gold. My buddy used to own Crimson and Gold. That kind of was an avalanche bar when I first got to Colorado. Um, we're there. We're hanging out back and forth. O'Reilly, we're sitting there. We're just chopping it up. We're at the bar top. And the whole time, Mike, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, and all of a sudden, I feel something hit me, hit my upper lip, look down at my glass, it's a couple teeth, look over to my left, O'Reilly's smiling, missing his two front teeth. His teeth just fell out. No, he put his teeth in my beer. (laughs) When I was not looking. Yeah. So, that's my O'Reilly story. Uh, But O'Reilly's a great guy. O'Reilly's a great dude. That helps you out a little bit. And I'm somebody that... Your breakfast is getting ready to come up. I have on good authority. I don't remember it. I have on good authority that I once uh, drank the the bowl at the bottom of the keg really? <laughs> at okay. the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that, your story just disgusts me more than that. <laughs> Wasn't that bad. I thought it was hilarious. All right. But yes, go get him. Third down. Go get him. Excuse me. Let's go. F- oh, no, no. One, two, three. Fourth down. <laughs> Got my downs confused. What am I? Charles Johnson and the Buffs? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, Tiger Woods. We're talking golf this morning, everybody. Tiger Woods back playing a PGA event. And while it looks uncomfortable watching him walk and everything, you can tell he's still, man, he is still physically beat up. But the man rolls out and shoots a 69, two under par. He's only... Five shots off the lead. It was nice that uh, I had this unbelievable pairing. Two great guys, two great friends, and the atmosphere was fantastic. The, the people were obviously very supportive. They were just cheering all of us on, which was great. And uh, it just made this whole this tournament better. And uh, I happened to actually hit some some good shots finally and um, made a couple of putts. And uh, even though I had a little mishap at, at 10, I was able to fight back and kind of get it going. And it was a nice finish. Problem with Tiger now is that can he go out and have a good round? Mm. Yep. Can he put two good rounds together and make a cut? Yep. He can't put it together for four rounds. Physically, he just can't. Is there a decline in golf? That, that's what I was just thinking. Well, they, every other sport you see a decline. Well, Do you see a decline in golf? Because there are guys on tour that are in their 60s, 70s. Like, how old is Tiger right the, now? Well, the, the, the problem is, though, the injuries from... You know the knee and the the car accident. It's it's just taken a physical toll that I just I just don't think he's going to be able to overcome. He's only forty seven. Yeah, he's only forty seven. Look, if he did not have uh, the 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 injuries and and really the car accident, that was the big one. If he did not have the car accident and all the injuries that came from that, this is a guy who would still be winning majors. There's no doubt he'd still be. One of, if not the top golfer in the game, but injuries have just robbed him of his ability to go out and do it consistently. But boy, it's still a thrill to watch him. It is still a thrill to watch him. You you talk about that hard to define it in in sports. Who has it? What what is it? Man, Tiger Woods has always had it right boy. from the start, and he he still has it. Boy, Mike, I love the fact that you're just man crushing over Tiger this morning. I, I feel like you're blushing a well, little bit. Well, I. 
I'm, I've been accused over the years, falsely so, of hating greatness. No, I love greatness as long as it's true greatness. If it's true greatness, you won't get me to shut up about it just like now. Nice. It's the uh, overblown, over-exaggerated, watered-down greatness that uh, drives me crazy. That is uh, Four Down Territory, our tour around the Denver sports scene. Best of the Is It Just Me's, and we'll kick it off with an intriguing what-if when it comes to the Broncos, that's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Orlando Franklin in for Stink, who is... With his family watching uh, his son's baseball team. Yeah, Daniel coaching at Western Michigan. So his baseball journey continues coaching, and they're at LSU this weekend. So they decided to go down to Baton Rouge and take it in some college baseball in uh, in, in Brandon Stokely country. Mm. Call him Baton Rouge, huh? Man, you want to be able to get that special table <laughs> in Baton Rouge? Just drop Stokes' name, right? Yeah, Stokes, Stokes, Stokes the mayor, man. He's yeah. the man out there. He's the man. Just drop Stokely's name. You're good. Is it just me, Friday? Hot takes. Here's a great one. This is from uh, Waterboy. This is a what if. Is it just me, or now that we're in the offseason, don't you wonder about the Hackett-Wilson decision and what if? Would you rather have Peyton and Wilson, what you have now, or had another bad year with Fangio and Locke and then be able to go into an offseason with a mystery coach and either a top QB pick or a shot at Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Well, this is the ultimate wow. 2020 hindsight question. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, guy, I mean, go for it. Yeah, no, no. For me, I think there was no way that I could have stomached another year of, of Vic Fangio and Drew Locke. Uh-huh. I, I just, Pat Shermer didn't, Drew Locke, no favors. And, and how he constructed the offense. And, and Pat Shermer proved that he wasn't able or willing to adapt or evolve with, with the National Football League. But, man, when, when you do look at Sean Payton, right, and who Sean Payton is, had Aaron Rodgers been in this situation, I think that Sean Payton, Aaron Rodgers would be attractive to Sean Payton and then be thinking about, hey, man, I would love to go play for that guy. I do believe that as well with Derek Carr. And and. When you have guys like that, now the money, the, I, I believe that they would take a pay cut to play for Sean Payton in that scenario. So Broncos country would be better off. Yes. Had you went uh, one more year with Vic Fangio and Drew Locke, obviously you have your picks as well. So that's a, a added bonus to the, the whole situation. But that's the ultimate because nobody, nobody, let me repeat. Nobody uh, was was really on board with running it back with Fangio and Locke. Now you may had your exactly. lock, you may had your Locke supporters out there, yeah, but, but not you had Fangio. nobody who was touting Fangio and Locke. Let's do it. And, nobody exactly, and, and that's the end all be all. But at the same time, to this texter, Waterboy, one hundred percent, I believe that Sean Payton 
is a mountain mover. I believe that people want to play for Sean Payton, especially at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers talking about given the right circumstance. He believes he can win another league MVP. Well, I believe that Aaron Rodgers had, had he been in this scenario right now, Russell Wilson's not here. Yes, the Broncos are somewhere where Aaron Rodgers is saying, man, I, I want to try to get there. I have Derek Carr, whatever the case may be. But the unknown, the drafting of a quarterback. Too many times we see teams draft quarterbacks and it does not work out. Heck, Paxton Lynch, right? He starts his debut in the XFL this weekend. All right, what happened to... When's the Smear campaign coming back? Camp? All right. Are we starting it? Did it ever leave? Oh, it never really left. It's been kind of laying dormant, like shingles. Uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's commercial, mm-hmm. top of mind. But it is, yeah, the the rule, the, the deal that we made was we would stop the smear campaign when the Broncos found their quarterback of the future. So that's why we stopped it when they got Russ. But that's why it's still kind of active. Or when Paxton became a starter again in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. not happy. I do give Paxton, for all the grief we give Paxton, I do give him credit that for somebody that was labeled correctly as not really caring about football. Not football. It seems think, like he loves it now. I think he now realizes the mistakes he made and how he probably took football for granted. Mm-hmm. And now he realizes that it did, does matter to him. And so at least he's trying. He's He's gone XFL, USFL, uh, Canadian Football League. So at least he's trying. He did play, yeah. So play I, give, I give him credit for that. Uh, yeah, um, it's easy to be like heck with this and, and walk away. You know, Paxton Lynch made a lot of money too, first round pick, right? So, um, twenty nine years old, still young, oh, yeah. relatively young in the quarterback world. So, if he's able to get on and, and show some promise, maybe get into somebody's training camp next year, might be back in the NFL at some point. But back but, to that that what if? To me, it's it's I I don't look at Peyton and Wilson as a as a combo. Package. So to me, you're asking, would I rather have another bad year with Fangio and Locke or would I rather have Peyton? Because I just, I never bought into this this idea that, that Sean Peyton was brought here to fix Russell Wilson. Sean Peyton's been brought here to fix the Broncos. Fix the culture of the Denver Broncos. And, and, to, and to make, and to turn this thing around so that five, six, seven years from now... But when, could there be a one A and one B though? You could along the way you can fix Russell Wilson, yes. but it's not a prerequisite yeah. for me because I see Sean Payton as being the answer here long term. So whether it's him fixing Russell Wilson or it's him developing a different quarterback plan yeah. that ends up working out, either way, that's going to come from Payton. Yes. So it. It's not like if Russell Wilson doesn't work out with Peyton, you're going to move on from Peyton. That's why this is all about Russ. Hey, Russ, your your career's at a crossroads. Yeah, can what are you, gonna, you change? What, can you change? Yes. Can you improve? Can you change things in your life, uh, your entourage, your training habit? Can you fix this stuff? Because Sean Payton wasn't here, wasn't brought here to fix you. He's been brought here to fix the Broncos. What? And guess what? If you're not here in a year or two, Sean Payton still will be here, and he'll be on to his next plan. Which is ultimately the ultimate crossroads for Russell Wilson. Because his whole entire career, it's always been, 
hey, Russell Wilson, and, and can this offensive coordinator get along with Russell Wilson? And can this offensive coordinator get the most from Russell Wilson? This is the first time of his career now where it's, hey, Russ, can you get along with this coach? Yeah. Can you fit in with this coach's philosophy? It's no longer about you. We have a new face of the organization. It's not the quarterback position. It's Sean Payton. Coming up, what is trending? Got some uh, fun topics here for you. Boy, apparently uh, Kevin Durant really loves himself some uh, Kevin Durant. And uh, something that possibly could be coming down the road that you as a football fan will absolutely hate. Tell you about it next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Orlando Franklin in for Stink. So here we go. Kevin Durant introduced yesterday as the newest member of the Phoenix Suns. And apparently Kevin Durant loves himself some Kevin Durant as he was asked about the pressure and expectations that come for the Suns for this postseason. He said, quote, it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. Which he is, I guess. I mean, would you... Like, I consider him a top 25 player yes. of all time. Top 30, top 25 player of all time. So, yes. I guess... It's also pressure because you're coming into a situation where it's already been built. built right? So, with KD, he went to Golden State. It was already built. Now he goes to... he. Then he goes to out there with the Nets and he tries to build something with Kyrie. That doesn't happen. Now... He gets traded to a team. It's already built. Yeah. There was already postseason but expectation. Short, but fell short a couple years ago. So he's the get you over the hump guy. He's yes. supposed to be the closer. Right? Yes. yes. But it's already built. And, and But now it's a championship or bust. Right. We just traded for Kevin Durant. We just traded for a top 25 basketball player in the NBA. We just traded for a top, sorry, a top 10 basketball player right now in the NBA. Maybe a top, what, like you just said, top, I would say top. 40, maybe. I'm not going to say top even going back 25. to 40. All right. In, in the history of the game. That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you're had gonna, he stayed in... I um, expect some pushback on you on that, but... Had, uh, he, had he stayed in OKC when they were right there before they decided that they wanted up, to blow yeah. it up? You know, had he done that? Yeah, I, I would give him a little bit more props, but... No, I'm a hater. A little bit of hate on, on Friday. <laughs> Nobody's a hater on it. Is it just me, Friday? <laughs> Tiki Barber with some uh, advice for Aaron Rodgers if he's considering playing for the Jets. If he is that sensitive that he gets upset that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever, want to talk about him, he is going to struggle in New York and I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York if this is going to be his reaction to things that don't matter. When you're doing something that feels odd to normal society, which is going to sit in the cabin in the woods for four days in complete sensory isolation, it's just kind of, we're going to talk about it. Tiki makes a good point. He's, Aaron Rodgers has rabbit ears and he's been... In Green Bay, Wisconsin, his entire career. Yes. With a super soft, super friendly media. Mm. And he still has his moments of sensitivity. Correct. So what would New York be like? Uh, he'd hate it. New York is by far one of the places that, man, it's the Mecca. When, when you think about sports and you think about the media presence, do you tell me a bigger market? 
than than New York. There is none. So for me, uh, when you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, everything will be scrutinized. Oh, you don't come to OTAs, or oh, you were late one day, or or you didn't show up for one day. People are going to ask questions, and people are going to get after him. And Aaron Rodgers strikes me as a person for whatever reason now, especially over the last half a decade. A person that pays a little bit too much attention to the media and make wants to make comments and wants to fire back. So, um, good luck to him if he goes to New York. Boy, I hope this never happens. John Skipper, the former ESPN boss, says that if the NFL ever decided to make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event, that it would generate billions of dollars. Now, you would think that NFL owners, with their franchises now being worth well north of three, four, five billion dollars, uh, wouldn't be consumed with wrangling every last dollar out of the sport. But they are, and it's it's why they have such huge vision for international football. But make no mistake. They loved the idea of that possibility of a Kansas City Buffalo AFC championship game at a neutral site. Yes. And it planted a seed. And they would love the idea of having the AFC and NFC championship game be at a neutral site. Yes. We would all hate that. Also, (laughs) what if they did? What if they did make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event? I think you would lose fans. Would you? I, th- I truly believe that you would lose fans because not every household um, is in a financial position to sit there and say, hey, you know what? We can do this. You know, we would 100% right. commit to that. Absolutely. But there are some people that unfortunately, things are tight and they would not be able to afford that. So I think that you miss out on the opportunity of capitalizing on as much fans and as much viewership as possible. Yeah, but you know how the NFL would look at that? They'd say, okay, we'd be all right. We'd be, we lose a few fans. Yeah. But well, we're going to make a lot of money oh, oh, because absolutely. the NFL, what's the one thing the NFL has shown? They can keep they can keep doing things that you would think yeah. might hurt them, but they march on. You've done enough. Teflon. You know, Thursday night football, all of a sudden this year you have to have Amazon. You, you've done enough. Uh, the possibility of adding an 18th game, yep. um, you've done enough. Um, having these games in these neutral sites, you've done enough. Don't mess with the Super Bowl. But Don't do that. They're not. They're never satisfied. If I had told, I agree, Mike. Yeah. I, I agree. I just hope that they don't go in that direction. You hope, but but can I see it happening? Yes. If I had told you 10, 15 years ago that we'd be looking at a seventeenth and then eighteenth game in the regular season, expansion of playoffs, and yeah. It's one of the worst kept secrets around the NFL. They love the idea of an AFC NFC neutral site champion where they could where they can promote it. Everybody knows that's where it's going to be. They can do fan fest. They can make it a mini Super Bowl two weeks before the actual Super Bowl and make it another huge event. Yes. Oh God, I would hate that. Yeah. And as too. players, I would think you would hate that. As season ticket holders, you would hate that. But the but here's the thing: they'll do something to sweeten up the the the, the pie and and. And players will be like, okay, that sounds good. Like they'll do something for the players to get them to sign. You would off render on it. you would render the regular season even more meaningless. No. In that you would there wouldn't even be the incentive to play for home field. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even have that anymore. Yeah. Ugh. And I feel bad for whatever fan base does make it to that championship game right? because now you're paying out the butt to, right? to, to attend. Exactly. Because 
I'll tell you this. For me, I'm a businessman, Mike. You go to a neutral site AFC, NFC game, I'm renting two hotels a year before. Right. I'm renting a couple hotel sure. rooms and putting my money down because I'm trying to flip it. Absolutely. I'm trying to now go on the, the, the other market. And, yeah. and, you know, Super Bowl tickets are extremely expensive. Guys are sitting there and they're selling them and it's all about getting as much money as possible. You would turn the championship game into that mini Super Bowl exactly like you said. So hopefully they don't go in that direction as far as the pay-per-view event. I, I just really think that I, that would be bad for the I, game. But I, can I see it happening? Yes, Absolutely. Okay, good. Then we're on the same page there. Yes. I would not put anything, anything past the NFL in their insatiable quest to uh, make more money. That'll do it for what is a trending. And is it's a, is it just me Friday? Get the best of the best. Get those hot sports takes off your chest as you head off into the hot weekend. Takes. Hot takes next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. Here we go. Is it just me? Friday, we'll get to uh, some of the best of the is it just me. He's got a lot of reaction to our what's trending story about the former ESPN boss, John Skipper, who said that don't be surprised if somewhere down the road the NFL makes the Super Bowl pay-per-view. And immediately got reaction. Uh, if they do that, I'll never watch it anymore. Uh, I'm a Bronco fan, but I would never watch the Super Bowl unless they were in it. You know, you say that, you get a lot of that, but the NFL continues to just dominate. Yeah. They're co- they're coated in Teflon, and, and you wonder: is there anything they can do that could kill the Golden Goose? This past would, year was a this, trial of would it, Would this right? be it? I, I, the Amazon, think Thursday so. Night Football, that was a trial. Yeah. How many people this year went and got Amazon to go to be able to watch Thursday Night Football there? And remember, that's your team's only playing one game. Right. Right? But, but you're going to go get it because, man, I don't want to leave the house that day. I was watching you know, all the Thursday Night games. I, and I want to watch, I'm just a football fan, right? And they were bad games, and, too. And, yes. And everybody <laughs> sat there and said, sign me up. Right. Well, not everybody, but majority and mm-hmm. a lot of people. So th- th- it's already there. There's, the evidence is already there that people would pay. But I just believe that you would l- miss out on a lot of fans if you do go that way for the Super Bowl. But absolutely, would I be purchasing that? Yes, I will be. More more watch parties would start happening, though, too, as well, right? Somebody said that pay-per-view killed boxing. Really? I, I I would say a a lack. I've always thought that boxing moves so as long it moves to the beat of whatever your heavyweight champ is. So I'm a millennial, right, Mike? So you would have to tell me how it went back in the day because I just thought that boxing was always pay per view. No, oh, no, 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 no. You could see you could see heavyweight championship fights on regular TV. When was on this? A, on a Sunday. Like 90s? Early 2000s? Uh, like, no, it was, was, it was more in the 80s, 80s, 70s, that kind of thing. I remember as a kid being oh. able to see. You could see Muhammad Ali fight on a regular TV uh, on a regular night. And it, a pay-per-view started to come along, if I'm not mistaken, started to come along in the mid to late 80s, I believe. And... But if you... If, I, I, the, what's hurt boxing is just there's 
too many alphabet soup uh, organizations and so many belts and yeah. you don't have unified champs and but I've always I've always felt that the the success of boxing is tied to a charismatic dominant heavyweight champ and if you have that kind of a figure if you have a Mike Tyson everything else kind of follows and filters down yeah he's got to have a certain personality but, but I don't I, don't, I just don't think you, you have that kind of uh, appeal right now but hey, boxing is still very successful it, it but you're right to to say that it is at a level that it used to be where everybody would watch it I still just don't I don't think that there's as as much as you would think putting the Super Bowl on pay-per-view or moving the AFC and NFC championship games to a neutral site, you'd think at some point, okay, NFL, watch your step. Now you're now you're too full of yourself and you're really running the risk of killing the Golden Goose. You'd think that, but then you look at the NFL and they just they seem invincible. Also, what, what, Invincible. Also, the issue is when you look at boxing as a whole, these guys have to have a substantiated amount of time in between fights. Right. So it's easy to lose interest. It's easy to be like, man, you know what? I don't have to be interested at all about this. And then, boom, he's going to my fighter's going to fight once this year. And then he's going to get a 13 month layoff. He's not going to fight for 13 months. So I'm going to pay pay-per-view for that next fight 13 months from now. With football, it's so constant, right? You get 17 weeks, and it's a grueling season, and it's all the way from September all the way through January, uh, the early January. You know your team's going to play. So football is so every week where you, you, your focus, your interest in your team, it it's there, and that's all you're thinking about. Where with boxing, it's okay to kind of do that pay-per-view model because it's once a year. I don't even know half the time when these fights are going on. Right. Whether it's boxing, right. UFC, MMA, I, I end up finding out the day of majority of the time. Man, you going to watch that fight tonight? Oh, what, what fight? Who's fighting? And then for me, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. Or, yeah, I'll pay for that. With football, I know exactly who the Broncos are playing. I know exactly who the Rams are playing. I know who everybody. Like, I'm, I'm keying in on key matchups that week. Thursday night football, gotta watch Thursday night yeah. football because that's the only NFL game that's on. Monday night football, gotta watch Monday night football. It's the only game that's on, right? So it's because it's so constant and it's so every single week, I would think, where that's why there's more and more people that draw to it. But now if you start talking about the Super Bowl being a pay-per-view event, I just feel like there's going to be some people at the end of the day saying, nah, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but if you're the NFL and, and you say, okay, so you're telling me that instead of 100 million people mm. watching the watching the Super Bowl on free TV, I'm only going to get 70 million yeah. watching um, on pay-per-view. They don't care about that because they will make billions. But also... Billions off that 70 million. Does it offset the right way? You're, yes, you are going to make billions off that 70 million, but what about the... Those 70 million, what about the, the other 100 or the other 30 million that have sat there and watched it all year round? They don't, but, they don't care. Okay, you don't care? But no, they don't care. Now, do you, what, Johnny, what, what, what is the Super Bowl? What was the Super Bowl on? Was it on CBS? Fox. Fox. Well, that deal gets cut now. Yeah. 
So your Fox deal, as far as what you're paying and what Fox pays the NFL right now, that's going to dip, right? Because now they don't get not the Super that Bowl. much. Not that much. It's going to dip a good uh, amount. Yeah, but you'll again. You're more, you're, you're, that's the biggest thing in I the world every make, year. You'll make up for it. You'll make up for it with the pay per view and more. Yeah, I guess I would. I would say, as a football fan, I would actually. Don't this touch is, it. This, this is too many moving parts. I know. I, I get that, but. One thing we know about the NFL, they're always looking to, to just get, get a little bit get more. Get a little bit more. You well, you're going to get that with well, the 18th that, but, game here soon. But that's that's the thing about the NFL. The NFL, as as much as they are the kings of United States sports, American sports, yeah. you know that they look at the NBA overseas internationally with envy. They look at, at the NHL overseas with envy. They look at uh, Major League Baseball overseas with envy because they have... A, uh, a a fan base. Those other sports have a, a, a global fan base. And the NFL is making inroads on that, but they still don't have nearly the kind of global fan base that these other sports do. No. And they're jealous of that, and they want a piece of that. And so they're they're not satisfied until they get world domination. What Seriously, am- they're not satisfied until they dominate everything. And you know the thing that would actually bother... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I would be more bothered... By them making the AFC and NFC championship games at a neutral site than I would be about paying for the Super Bowl. Mm. That would bug me more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. But also, Mike, what about the people that just watch the Super Bowl for just the commercials, mm-hmm. just the halftime show? It was the second most, more people watch the halftime show than watch the game. Yeah, those people are not signing up for pay-per-view to watch 13 minutes. They're going to say the heck with that. They'll we'll watch put, it the next they'll day. Put, they'll put the half. We'll, we'll they'll watch put, it on YouTube dude, the next day. Dude, you we'll know watch it on the internet. They'll put the halftime show on a different network that you can pay to watch. If you just want to watch the halftime show, you can buy that. Well, I just think uh, people will be like, hey, I, I'll just wait the next day. You'd think so. You'd Numbers think so. will drop drastically, you'd man. you think so, but... In the meantime, they're they're lining their their pockets even more. Marcus writes in: Is it just me, or are the Kelsey brothers polar opposites? Jason seems awesome and real. Travis is a d bag. <laughs> mm, really? Jason does seem cool. Jason's awesome. Jason seems yeah. like a like I was watching their podcast, and Jason was talking about the emotion he was feeling after the Super Bowl when they both came together and saw their mom. And and Kelsey, Jason lost it. Now Travis was was tearing up as well. But Jason, Jason seems like a real dude. Yeah, he's like I, that, that, side of himself that not wanna, a lot of people. You'd would. love to hang out with Jason Kelsey, offensive lineman as well. You know, we're not prima donnas. We 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 tend to just be good people generally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You offensive lineman. Yeah, we we, we, we don't want the spotlight. Salt of the earth. Yeah, no, really, you know, just. Regular dudes. We, yeah, we, we, Two hold, dudes. we hold many Two different dudes. hats. Yes. Ultimate dudes. This is actually good audio. This is mostly Jason Kelsey with a little bit of Travis, but talking about the uh, emotions that he felt having just lost the Super Bowl, yeah. but then being able to see his brother and mom right afterwards. The moment I saw mom is when I got really emotional because, man, it was so awesome. It was... Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was awesome for, you know, she was on top of the world for for a week. She was the heavyweight champ, man. 
she was on top of it and she shined the whole time, man. That was that was the coolest part. Mom, you absolutely killed it. Dad, you've been killing it. Yep. It was just so cool, man, to see uh, you know, her get to celebrate in that with us. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. It was an awesome moment. <sighs> just so happy for her and so happy that you know she got her moment. Dad got his. So yeah, I was the only ironically, you know, you you lose the Super Bowl. And you're you're crying after the game, and they're not tears of sadness, you know, they're tears of joy. Wow, that's unbelievable. That's 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 really really cool. I mean, just the game, mom, Dustin here. Yeah, their mom being in that situation, right? Both sons. Yeah, I just remember when I played, and my mom being at that game, right? So imagine where your family cannot lose either way. And this is the brother that just lost. And, yeah, Jason's already won a Super Bowl. But to show that raw emotion, that, that takes a lot. And, yeah. Mike, since I've had my children, I, I tell people this all the time. It's important to show your, your, your children that it's okay to be them, right? And, and to have emotions and, and to feel certain ways and to express your emotions. Jason Kelsey's doing that where he knows that millions are going to hear this. And he's showing this side of himself. Like, that's unbelievable to, to see that right there. This one comes in. Mike, I'm shocked that you take this view about, paper, about, uh, about pay-per-view. Given that you have watched baseball destroy itself with stupid arrogance over the last 30 years, when we were kids, baseball was on top. Now they're third. There is a limit. You're trying to compare apples to, to oranges here. Baseball's problem is that the games now go too long. They they lack action, mm. and those are those are the biggest issues that surround baseball. If all of a sudden you told me that, hey, a baseball game I know is going to be about two and a half hours, and the ball's going to be in play. It's not going to be an endless parade of strikeouts. The ball's going to be in play. There's going to be action. The game's going to be over in two and a half hours. I guarantee you baseball's ratings would fly up. But the problem is, is it's the pace of game. It's how long the games are. And that's what's really killing the sport. It's not a football. What makes football so great is that it's it's <laughs> it's three hours. Yeah. You know how long the game's going to be. You, you go into it knowing how long of a commitment it's going to be. The game moves, mm-hmm. and if there's and the beauty of football is if anything comes along in their game that hurts the game's entertainment value, they immediately change the rules. Mm. They immediately change the rules. Well, Baseball has needed to do some of the things, some of the uh, new rules that they're finally putting in that I I think are welcome, but they've they they drag their feet. They go years. They say, all right, let's bring it down to the minor leagues and try it out for a year or two. and say, Just make the change. Like the NFL is already saying, and we'll get to it here in the, the denversports.com front page, the idea that that uh, play now with the offensive linemen and the scrums, the tush push mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts and the quarterback sneaks and pushing everybody forward is a play that might be made illegal. 
this uh-huh. offseason, just like that. That's absolutely because they, ridiculous. Well, we'll talk about that. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.